if you're an NFL fan, then the quickly approaching draft is all that's on your mind. And we're going to continue to educate you with the brightest prospects to come. Yes, this is the push-off. Episode of the Push Off Podcast, your favorite weekly NFL show that's discussing everything that happened last week while it keeps getting you ready for that NFL draft just next week. I'm your host, Scott Hogan, and joining us as always, it's Dan, alumnus of Ball So Hard University. Right. That's right, Dan. Um, Obviously, you're excited. We're going to be there live. Uh, We should should figure out a way that if anyone can find us at this draft, you know. (laughs) We don't even we'll have be wearing merch shirts. to give you. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's what <laughs> Pat says. He'll give us some shirts. But um, no, it'd be fun to, to talk to anybody that's that's ever ever listened to this and, and ends up there. But uh, we'll be there in Kansas City yeah. next week. If there's any push-off fans, um, you know, I think we're going to do a little research on where to meet. But yeah, we'll, we'll meet you at a particular time and a particular location. If you've been a push-off fan, um, I mean, shit, man, we'll buy you lunch. Uh, okay. I'm assuming. Well, limit to ten people. I'm not going to go broke. <laughs> uh, the first ten of you that show up at uh, at this destined location, uh, we'll get you lunch. There, yeah, Just a hot impressive. dog at Costco. That's what it is. <laughs> it's, a, it's Costco hot dogs. We'll go to Costco. We'll load you up. I'm driving the pickup truck. You get in the back like we're uh, becoming migrant workers, and we'll get you a <laughs> Costco right. hot dog. We need some fans. Um, I think this is fair, yeah. right? It's a fair deal. Oh, you're giving away, yeah, so much. I, I'm, I think that's that's wonderful. Too nice. Uh, it's a reach out to the fans. Yeah. Um, we are going to be talking pursuit linebackers tonight. Uh, we have just three classes or classes group mm-hmm. uh, positions left to go through, and you know we're rounding out what will end up being. Over two rounds of prospects, I think, by the end we're talking here. Oh, yeah, we're we're going to be plus 70. Plus yeah. 70 players. Man, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. So uh, we've been filling it up here for the last month, so we're going to continue with that. But first, let's hit just the news that has happened since the last time we've been in your ear. And the biggest thing happened today, Jalen Hurts gets paid. He has become now the highest paid NFL player ever. Uh, you know, depending on how you, you add it up. Well, I guess it, oh, yeah. not depending on how you add it up. In the long run, he would be. But what it is is five years, $255 million. Uh, let's talk guarantees. $110 million guaranteed at signing. $126.5 guaranteed before his second year. So it's $179.3 million in guaranteed money. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's looking at this being like, see, I told you I wasn't crazy to turn right. in that kind of money. Um. Yeah, this is a lot, man. This is a fucking ton of money. Um, here's sets the thing. The next sets the next line for quarterbacks. So let's talk a little bit about the five years ago. Five years ago, Derek Carr was in a similar situation. I would say to Jalen Hurts. Derek Carr five years ago signed a one hundred and twenty-five million dollar five-year contract. 
that was the richest of all time. And everybody went. Cars was? Yeah. And everybody went, God damn, that's a lot of money. 70 million guaranteed at signing. (laughs) He basically played five years of that, right? Played five years and basically earned all that money. And then. You know, signed a, a renewed thing where he basically was doing a, a twenty million cap hit with twenty five dead this year. But that's a deal now. If you got any quarterback to sign a five year hundred and twenty five, that's literally half the amount of money. The quarterback market has doubled in five years. But what is the cap done in five years? Not gone up is that high. Not not doubled. It, cap it hasn't doubled. It's gone up bit. like thirty or forty percent, but it there hasn't doubled. Yeah. Um Jay, well, I I would argue Jalen Hurts even a better situation. Took the the Eagles to the Super Bowl this last year. Carr hasn't done that a shade at all yet. Uh, what? Yeah, he. I mean, he was in the perfect position to do this too. Um, and you do it now instead of waiting. I mean, he could have played on another year on that, but then this number just keeps going up and up and up. And like you're talking about, this is the line in the sand of what QBs like Jalen Hurts a solidified starter and well you know what at times talked about as an MVP this year sure if you're if you're going to be in the discussion you're going to get more money than Jalen Hurts just got today now from now on so let's say uh Josh Allen keeps the run he's got going uh or it's more uh Joe Burrow Joe Burrow's money's going to be Joe Burrow's money more just, than this yeah Joe Burrow's money Lamar Jackson's money just went Lamar's, way up yeah. um so it, I looked it up. The 2017 salary cap was 167 million. It is currently 224 million dollars. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's a sizable increase, but it just all goes to quarterbacks. It just all goes to <laughs> quarterbacks. It seems to be the way it goes. Yeah. Um, that's a huge, huge uh, cap hit. It's basically 50 million dollars a year. Let's so, talk about it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that's just a ton to take away from a team that is very talented in a lot of other areas. Yeah. And I don't think you needed to do this, honestly. Like, I, I understand the logic of being like, hey, we don't want to get to the market next year where we're paying, you know, Daniel Jones just made X amount of dollars and God, we'll be looking at $60 million as a cap hit. But he's only been a one-year starter, effectively, like a, maybe a year and a half. Mm. That's not enough time, really, to tell whether this guy is the future of the franchise. That being said... The Chiefs did this to Patrick Mahomes, and it's looking like a sweetheart deal. Sure. Um, if he winds up being a top five quarterback in the league, you can't call this anything but a bargain three years from now. Yep. It'll look good, too, because there's not a lot of NFC quarterbacks that are going to challenge him this year, and that'll, True. the Eagles will look good in that situation again. Plus, he's it, we're talking five years. You're right. If he, I don't think he's going to fall apart right away, and a lot of most – a lot of that guaranteed money, I think, is up front. It's not all guaranteed. This isn't no. the mon- This isn't the contract that uh, was given out into uh, he who shall not be named in Cleveland. Um, and <laughs> the ownerships hated. Yes, well, in essence, in a True. way, yeah. yeah fair. Um, the owners hated that. Hated that contract. Do they like this one anymore? Put your yourself in the mind of an owner for me, Dan. Do they like this one anymore because it's not all guaranteed? I, I think you have to. You know, you're basically saying, hey, it's a hundred and eighty million dollars guaranteed, which means yeah. it's two thirds guaranteed. 
which is yeah. fine. The owners are fine with two-thirds of a guarantee because it offers you some flexibility. Fully guaranteed offers you no cap flexibility. And then if you do have a cap that's flat in a given year, you've got to liquidate a couple good players just to get under that cap. So mm-hmm. being able to move things, shift things around, I think it makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, these fully guaranteed contracts, maybe it was just Deshaun Watson and then we're on to the next thing. Plus, if you have a quarterback that's understanding, uh, you can come back to him in a couple of years and be like, look, we really want to get this other guy, and you're giving, you're taking all this money. Can we work out some deals? Can we kick this down the line? They're one of the first guys to do that if they're a team player. I mean, Kirk Cousins never does, but any, <laughs> any of these other guys. Maybe Jalen Hurts. Maybe there's a back you know, talk thing that the uh, you know ownership guys have with them. I don't know. Sure, and bear in mind, it's an extension. Right. Yes, that's true. So, he, it, so it's probably of this, less of a hit. Well, no, because he's coming on a rookie deal. Well, so part of this, right, is the fact that he was on the fourth year of his rookie deal. Yeah. So he's going into the fourth year of his rookie deal. And so you're basically saying, hey, do you want to make $4 million this year and see how it goes? Or do you want to make 30 or $40 million this year with the promise of more, hoping you're going to improve? So they had a huge leverage point. The Cowboys surrendered that leverage point to Dak Prescott a while ago, which yeah. was, I thought was fucking stupid. Um, but the Eagles are not doing that. They're saying, hey, you want to make $5 million or you want to trust yourself to get better? And yeah. Jalen Hurts is cashing in now, which you can't fault the guy. No, get in front of it. Plus, like we said, he had nearly the best year he's going to have maybe coming off of, you know, lead a team to Super Bowl, MVP talk, all that stuff. Yeah, cash in now. Yeah, Jalen Hurts owes the fucking schedule makers money for the fucking sweetheart schedule the Eagles had last year. So They did good, but it turned out that that NFC East was not a slouch for them. No, no, he came in there. But I'll give you another equivalent Yeah, um, to give you an idea of how crazy the QB market has gone. And I'm going to use Derek Carr again. Derek Carr this year... Sign by and he is by no means the level we anticipated he was going to be five years ago, right? Sure, he has slipped in the estimation of all NFL head coaches and GMs. He signed a four year, $150 million contract, so he's not even as good as he was five years ago and signed a deal that was, I would say, 30% more valuable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy, right? I mean, you're talking. Yeah, quarter, you know, quarterbacks, it's a quarterback-hungry league. Like we said, it, you you probably have, you know, a handful of guys in this league that can play the position to... 14. 14, yeah, 14 guys that play the position uh, to a ability to win you the whole thing, to win you Super Bowl. We'll say that. Yeah. If you're under that line, <laughs> man, you better, you better have a stellar defense. So I don't know what to say. Um, that's most teams man there's only there's honestly only there's only 12 or 13 really good quarter or good quarterbacks in the league that don't need to be replaced i would include kirk cousins but the old dalton line has moved to the cousins line yeah if you're worse than kirk cousins you need to get replaced if you're better than kirk cousins you're probably in a good spot and And, that's half the league (laughs) so and yeah it's tough the old the the old guys are leaving now too, so it's it's a turnover too. Where, you know, you had a Tom Brady for so long, and and you can't hold on to the forty year olds. Um, all right, let's talk about anybody else here that's moved around. Uh, <laughs> linebacker Bud Dupree picked up by the Falcons this uh, since we last spoke. Yeah. Um, wide receiver Robbie Anderson is going to Miami. 
Did you see his chosen, little video? Chosen yeah. Anderson. Chosen Anderson now. He unwrapped a Tua jersey like he was putting on a hat on uh, picking what college he was going to. Lovely. I mean, yeah. Um, and then um, my Vikings are assigned uh, cornerback Joe Juan Williams. He was a second rounder in 2019. Didn't play much for the Patriots since then. Uh, yeah. He's coming off of like a shoulder injury last year or something. So we'll see what he does. Um hmm. And then uh, as things get bad in Arizona, they just keep getting worse. Safety Buda Baker is asking to get out of there. He wants a trade. I think he's still a, a pretty good chip there, man. I think uh, I would I would give up a second round for Buda Baker. He's the captain of the defense, an absolute hustle go. monster, and he's still pretty young. We uh, That's what I saw out of him from the uh, Hard Knocks midseason was Buda Baker was the almost heart of that defense, and everybody turned to him. It was like he was the quiet guy in the corner until he – and there, there was like an episode where it's like, this guy's scary. <laughs> yeah, and I'd say he's got three more years where he's a legitimate top five safety in the league. So you can pay that man. You know, you can give him a little bit of a raise and pay that man. You're right now, if you're a Cardinal, why do you want to be there? I mean, I, yeah, you're going to get some uh, cool new jerseys here this week. It's coming out, uh, I think, the 20th, yeah. Thursday. Yes, new new Cardinals jerseys. But other than that, there's no reason to stick in Arizona right now. I don't no. know who your quarterback's going to be to start the year. Yeah, he's um, got a $16 million cap hit, which is pretty high for a safety, but you can put him on an extension and flex that out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we have a list of the 17 players that are going to be going to the Green Room Draft that will be there in Kansas City with us on Thursday night, uh, Dan. So I'm going to run through the list here, and that way you can tell me if you think any of these guys might uh, – be sitting there a little too long. Maybe they're a day two guy and an embarrassment happens to these guys. Uh, or do they have the right 17? Quarterbacks, you got obviously Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Richardson, and Levis. Four guys. Levis will wait. Levis will wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, run, running back, you got B. John Robinson. He'll wait. Uh, wide receivers, Addison, Smith and Jigba, Flowers. I think they're all first rounders. Yeah. Uh, offensive line, just Paris Johnson. That's it for O line for this. Interesting, really. But yeah. I mean, he'll he's a first rounder. We we talked about it. He's yeah. He was your favorite tackle. Uh, second, uh, you, second favorite. Oh well, if we're talking. Um, oh, I, that's right. Yeah, he's my second favorite tackle. Second favorite tackle. Um, D line is just Carter, Jalen Carter, who uh, will I think talk to D line next next time. Yeah, but he might wait a little while. Hmm. Edge, uh, we have uh, Will Anderson Jr., Keon mm-hmm. White, and Tyree Wilson. Uh, Keon White might wait a little bit. Yeah, Texas, or no, not, um, Tech, uh, Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech, Keon White. Cornerbacks, Gonzalez, Witherspoon, Porter Jr. Uh, I, I mean, I think Witherspoon is probably going to fall in the second half of the draft, second half of the first round, and uh, same thing with Porter. I think they're really overinflated. Yeah, the film talk- just doesn't match up. We talked about him last week, you guys. You got a, our, the last episode. Listen to that. And then just for safety, just Branch. Branch is going from uh, Alabama. Uh, Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see where, where people value him. I mean, we talked about it, but, uh, yeah, I can see him going the tail end. Yeah. Keon um, White, by the way, 24 years old. 24-year-old first-round draft pick is an edge. That's not promising. That's tough. Yeah, that's tough to take take that much on him um all right well let's get into the prospects of linebackers uh linebackers we've got just six we wanted to talk about here for this one but uh we had eight 
cornerbacks, and we still got uh, a couple of strong ones after this. D-line and edge might have some top five, top ten picks in those. So pursuit linebackers, though, I, I, I'm going to start tempering it immediately, Dan. Are, are they are they like the running backs now of the NFL draft for defense? Uh, 100%. It's a, it's a great analogy because as the running back's importance has dropped, so has the pursuit linebacker's importance. There you go, yeah. Because they were chasing running backs. <laughs> yeah, they're out there to tackle them, and if you're not getting the running backs until the second round, that's kind of where we're looking at these pursuit linebackers. Um, most of them seem to be coming in second round. Dan, not to even say, because we're talking this class on its uh, on its own, but in terms of where that position goes, do you see any of these guys going on Thursday? I fell in love this week. Oh. I fell in love. And I didn't think I would. But uh, I I didn't. I didn't give an elite grade out. Okay. But okay. I, I'm okay. giving a top 15 grade to Ooh. a pursuit linebacker. Now, I'm not saying that pursuit linebacker is going to go that high. Yeah. But I'm just saying anything after 15, you're getting a bargain here. Okay. I'm excited now. All right. So I got to guess this guy. I got to see which one you, you fell in love with. And we'll see sure. who we start with. All right. Um, from the lists, once again, you're, you're, you're grouping in three guys up near the top. So my guess is it's one of those three. I'm going to go with the guy. The guy that I put as number one here seems to be on a lot of people's list. He's not far ahead of a lot of people, but he seems to be at the top. Drew Sanders, Arkansas. Absolutely, sir. Hey, all right. Dead let's on. talk about Sanders. Uh, 6'4", 235. He played for Alabama, transferred to Arkansas. So he played for Alabama as an edge and oh. didn't play a ton. Um, he transferred to Al- or transferred to Arkansas because he liked the way that Arkansas was playing its inside linebackers. He thought it was more dynamic. He thought it was uh, better fit to the way he played. And to be honest, he was a bit of an undersized edge. Now, he's a bit of an undersized pursuit linebacker, but he's got so many more tricks in his bag than I think uh, just being an edge was going to allow him to do. So I want to talk about the things that I fell in love with about Drew Sanders. Yeah. This dude reminds me of Isaiah Simmons with pass rush moves. Yeah. I remember we liked Isaiah Simmons a lot coming out. We thought he was raw, you know, and he's still raw, you know, yeah. but he's also on the Cardinals, so who knows if he's if he sucks or it's just a terrible organization. Um, but in his entire career, uh, he's played for Arizona for three years. He's only got seven and a half career sacks. That's not a ton. Uh, Drew Sanders had nine and a half his senior season, or his junior season. Uh, Isaiah Simmons had eight his uh, senior season playing on a Clemson team that was absolutely flying around the ball. He also played two fewer games uh, than Isaiah Simmons did at Clemson in his junior year. Drew Sanders is an absolute fucking thumper on the inside. The way this guy hit guards on run pursuit, I I love it. I, I know that I'm a bit of a vestigial fan and that I love violence in my NFL. But mm-hmm. Drew Sanders as an undersized linebacker brought violence and I'm all about it. Yeah. He also brought excellent sideline to sideline speed, phenomenal hips, like great edge rusher hips, like almost corner hips. These things were great. The way he would mirror and pursue and chase to the outside, I was like, ooh, this guy's fucking solid. There is only one thing that is keeping him from being an elite prospect. Just one. He kind of needed for a linebacker, though. 
tackling. Oh, no. I was going to say, he's just a little undersized. Is it just hard that he's... Or is he tackling up high? What's the problem? It's just... So, that's the thing. It's hard to track. His... It's almost like he doesn't... uh, body up well he's trying to do too much with his arm tackles and the nfl that's going to get you murdered like you've got to body dudes up so he's so athletic and so fast that there will be times where he's he's pursuing he gets a little bit of a juke on the inside um and he's just he kind of gets over his toes and then doesn't wrap and finish um pursues the quarterback very very well but there were too many plays i saw where he should have had a, a running back down dead to rights and the guy just kind of wriggled out because uh, Sanders was sliding down his body, so yeah. he wasn't using the own, you know, his own leverage as a 235 pound man. I think if he added like 10 pounds, it'd probably help. But he's already hitting like a ton of bricks. I just don't want to sacrifice that speed. Um, I I loved the change of direction. I loved his ability to change direction in an open field. But if you got him in like a tight, like a phone booth situation, you could juke him out. Um, and that's just because he was he was trying to play fast and high. But when he broke down and was fundamentally sound, he hit dudes with fucking thunder. And you're playing him as like your Mike or your uh, a, a pursuit linebacker that has ability to like do that a gap blitz and stuff. Because a lot of his, from what I'm hearing, a lot of his excitement is the ability to pass rush still. So you don't uh, want to take yeah. that away from him. Yeah, it's a well developed pass rush. I'll be honest. Um, I I don't want to. I missed a little bit on Micah Parsons. All right, yeah. I think he's in that territory. <laughs> I think I, he's not as good. He's not as good as Micah Parsons. But I do think, because Parsons was bigger, Parsons was faster, but I think he's like a poor man's Micah Parsons. And that's plenty good enough for me. No so, kidding. Like I said, I, I think this is a top 15 pick. I think if if Pursuit Linebacker wasn't as devalued as it's become, we're talking about 10 years ago, uh, this is like a top five talent. Uh, 10 years ago. See, that's exciting to hear because, again, the mocks have him. They don't really have anybody in a first round. So he is going to, just about any of your teams out there, have a chance of getting this guy if you need to get him a linebacker, except the Miami Dolphins because you cheated. So you don't get that chance. But just about everybody else. If you had a really good year last year and you want to solidify up or add some depth to your defense – you get Drew Sanders still. Or what Dan's saying is he's a plug-and-play starter immediately, day one, right? I would be thrilled if the Cowboys drafted him at 26. Ooh. Thrilled. Absolutely thrilled. I think it would give us one of the best young, speedy linebacker cores in the NFL. Comparisons, NFL.com said Tremaine Edmonds. I thought Edmonds was Edmonds was an elite prospect uh, as a pursuit yeah. linebacker. He had better That's size. Right. He had better strength. He was a better tackler. Um, but I think he is faster. My best equivalent is actually sean lee he reminded me a lot of sean lee with speed draft network said zach cunningham okay texans old linebacker um i think he's faster right. than cunningham so from drew sanders there's ju- I, I say there's two other guys there's two other guys that were up around him that might go around where drew sanders gets picked um uh, this next weekend i will say your next one is uh, out of iowa is it jack campbell no sir Ooh, all right. Well, do you want to talk Jack Campbell? Do you want to talk your next guy? Let's talk Jack Campbell. What number is he for you? Jack Campbell is number five. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. Well, didn't like him so much, but let's talk about what, what you did. So a couple things about um, our our good friend, 
uh, Mr. Jack Campbell. <laughs> Our good friend. He is a big body. This guy's six foot five, two fifty. If you were creating a prototypical middle linebacker, pursuit linebacker, this is the body size that this guy would have. Okay. Couple problems I had. Did not diagnose run plays well. What the fuck? You're a middle linebacker and you're not diagnosing run plays with alacrity? He basically stood as like a cover two linebacker, just kind of sitting waiting for shit to come to him. There wasn't a lot of sense of urgency. He seemed like he was playing on his heels, but he doesn't have the elite speed to play on his heels. I think that's going to be a real a real significant learning curve when he gets into the pros because he has the body and what I would say like the raw speed and agility to make it happen. The brain's not there. And this is a guy that played on the Iowa defense. They generally have pretty good fucking linebackers. They have pretty good defenders out there. But yep. I didn't think his his diagnosis was very good. I didn't think he was very good pursuing guys in the open field. I thought when he hit you in the hole, you feel it. You know, that's six foot five, two fifty hitting you right there. Um, he would engage really well with guards. You know. But you don't want him engaging with guards at the next level. You want your, your D tackles, your D linemen to eat that stuff. You want him to be able to pursue. And I don't think he has the elite speed needed to be a top-end pursuit linebacker in the NFL. I give Jack Campbell a third-round grade. Oof. He is, he's mocking around um, Sanders, not you know, after him most of the time, but around him, not far from him. Uh, I, I think it's a, huge, it's a huge drop-off. It'd be a reach there, yeah. It'd be middle of the second round, like 46th uh, pick. His mo- his comparison, the only one I found for him was Draft Network, said Logan Wilson. Logan Wilson was faster. Logan yeah. Wilson was faster and more decisive. Logan Wilson was a second-round pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, okay, so Dan, not, not impressed with Jack Campbell. He's up higher, though, from uh, some other people there. Um, Chad Greenway, Vikings got a linebacker out of Iowa many years back and had him for his entire career. So yeah, um, I think Chad Greenway is a good equivalent. He's a less instinctive Chad Greenway. <laughs> yeah. Just not doesn't have the, the mindset for it yet. Yeah. Okay, well I just I don't think he was diagnosing well. I don't think he was diagnosing with great speed and I, I didn't see him make a ton of plays either. That's the weird thing. Um yeah this the strange thing watching Campbell's production is it seemed like he was sitting there trying to make sure that like Nothing went terribly wrong, um, but he made sure that, like, there was never any big-time changing plays. You know what I mean? Like, he was never a guy that was in the mix creating turnovers. Um, Yeah, I just—I was just not impressed. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see—yeah, we'll see where he ends up uh, uh, on—it sounds like day two, though. Um, I would hope so. I will say, then, your next guy, is it Trenton Simpson Clemson? That is correct. He's number two. He is number two. Okay. Trent Simpson uh, is up there with Jack Campbell a lot, Drew Sanders, things like that there for there. So they have him as like a early second round guy as well. Now his he's much shorter than Jack Campbell, 6'2". Size is around Drew Sanders, 235. He seems like he's the smallest of the three. Uh, but he's 6'2", so it's a, it's a dense, it's a well-built. He's two inches shorter and weighs the same as Drew Sanders, and he That's hits true. pretty well. Um, okay. And I, I know the Isaiah Simmons equivalent was made for um, our friend Drew Sanders, Sanders but uh, this is the same school as Trenton Simpson. So I want right. to equate uh, Isaiah Simmons to him. Um, he hits harder than Isaiah Simmons. I thought his instincts were better than Isaiah Simmons, 
but he's not as fast as Isaiah Simmons and he's not as agile as Isaiah Simmons. But okay. in his read and recognition, I think he's ready to play in the NFL right now. So I think that's a quality that I put that's a second round value right there. I, he ran 4-4-3 as a middle linebacker, which is really really good. Um I I see a little and this is sacrilege, I know. I see a little Ray Lewis in there. Ooh. In terms of in terms of the way he's willing to engage, the way he's willing to pursue, but he gets a little out of control. Um I think he's a I think he's a pretty good blitzer, um not as good as Sanders. Um but I think he's a more surefire tackler than Sanders was. They uh, are giving him comparison at NFL.com to Darren Lee. Okay, yeah, I can see that. And uh, then Draft Network says Jeremiah Wosukomora. Oh, yeah. I. That's an odd one. Yeah. He's more of an outside guy, right? Hasn't he been more outside for them? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't see Trenton Simpson being a... He's playing a 4-3 being a pursuit uh, or being a pass rusher linebacker. I mean, he has mm-hmm. a couple of those abilities, but I, I think he's more of like a 3-4 a middle linebacker, if I'm being honest. Clemson, a team that we saw a lot of prospects just a few years back, um, we're just now starting to talk about Clemson guys because their defense is where a lot of the talent seems to be coming in this year. we got a few more names coming in for the D-line on the next couple of weeks. But, uh, yeah, um, Trent Simpson here, probably second rounder, like you said. I think that's where they have him going to. They have him going pretty early second round. Was that where you'd have him? Uh, yeah, I'd have him early to mid. Early to mid, that's about where he's probably going to go. After him, we jump down a little bit. Um, there's a guy that is being talked about between here that you didn't put on your list uh, out of uh, Washington State, Dayan Henley. You look at uh, the uh, senior at all? Uh, I didn't look him up. I didn't uh, do a lot of analysis for him. He's still coming in as like a third rounder, though. So let's continue on your list, though. I'd like the guy uh, next out of Alabama. Is it so, Henry? Henry Tooto'o. Tooto'o, is he your number three? Uh, he is my number three. Okay, Henry Tooto'o. So Tooto'o, what a name. <laughs> yeah, Tooto'o. We love the names here, but this oh, yeah. one. That's, that's part good one. of the reason why I... So there's another guy we're going to talk about on this list today uh, who I think has an even better name. And he's... Yeah. In, I'm not going to give it away, but I, he's next. He's the next guy we're going to talk about. Okay. Um, but yeah, Henry Tooto. Uh, he reminds me of Devin Bush. Oh, nice. So he's about six feet tall. Uh, he's not a super well-built dude. I mean, he's 6'1", 227. So he's kind yeah. of a, an undersized linebacker. Um, once again, this is another 10 pounds lighter uh, than our than our boy Trenton Simpson. Doesn't have that speed. Ran a 4.62, and that does show up on tape. So you're not afraid of this guy in terms of the pass rush. Um, I don't think, even as an Alabama defender, I don't think his recognition was phenomenal. Um, I thought he got swept up in too many counters, too many fakes. Um, I thought that he... It's not like he wasn't watching film. It's like he didn't know what he was seeing. Does that make sense? It's like he didn't yeah. trust his eyes. And on an Alabama defense, you've got to trust your eyes um, because that kept him from getting down downhill early on in a lot of his run fits. And then the running the running back would be on him, and he's only six foot one, two twenty seven. He doesn't have a ton of ass to stop that guy. So he was better on like just those outside like just inside the tackle runs, um, but not if you were running at him downhill because you could push him over. Um, 
Yeah, he uh, his comparison in NFL.com is Christian Kirksey. Inter- Kirksey was bigger, though. Yeah. Kirksey was bigger and I, I thought was probably better coming out. Draft Network says Ernest Jones. Okay. Um, and uh, it's a 2021 draft. And then, uh, let's see. So his mock's about third round. Um, where do you think he goes? I, I have that. I think he's right about third round. I think this is a guy that can play. I don't know if he's going to be an immediate starter for you. Um, I think the difference between him and Jack Campbell is that Jack Campbell is probably a, a, a body that you want to develop. Uh, sure. Whereas Henry Tooto is like, okay, if you can't play right now, you're not going to get better as you get older. You know, mm-hmm. like you're an Alabama uh, linebacker. You're a senior Alabama linebacker. This is probably yeah. the best you're going to do. And so, but that being said, he's an Alabama senior linebacker. He's had a decent number of reps and probably won't embarrass himself at the next level. And if you give him situational times, like, you know, if you put him in a, a base 4-3 as the strong side linebacker, I don't think that's a terrible idea. So he's a guy that's going to get plays, but I think he's probably in that, like, He's going to get drafted in the fourth round. And so that I don't mean okay. to be confusing that he's my number three, and I think Jack Campbell's going to go higher than him. It's just that Jack Campbell has much more potential than he does. So I think you will see a guy like Henry Tooto fall down uh, because it's you don't really need him as much as you'd want to work on a guy like Jack Campbell. Okay. No, no, that makes sense. Yeah, you can uh, maybe get a few years out of Henry Tooto, but maybe Jack Campbell's ceiling can prove out for you better if you can turn Campbell around you're you potentially have a pro bowler on your hand because he's got the speed he's got the body even if you get the best out of Henry Tooto you're getting a quality mid-level starter yeah and I from most of the rankings I've been seeing Jack Campbell will probably go before him anyway so yeah I think you're right there um I think it became pretty obvious who your next guy is based on what you said, and it is uh, DeMarvian Overshone out of Texas. Fucking, what a great fucking name. Does DeMarvian he go by O? He, he he also wears the zero for Texas. I hope he keeps it. Just, I hope just he keeps o. it. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, you awesome, remember that yeah. uh, Mackay Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer movie? It's the same one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, you is, got the, this is a, a Texas lot of, linebacker. The rest of the guys are, are seniors too, yeah. Yeah, this is a Texas linebacker. This is a senior Texas linebacker that couldn't really figure out what position you want to play. Started out as a safety. They're like, yeah, you might not be fast enough to truly play safety. And you're mean, though. Um, mm. So maybe we'll move you into linebacker, and maybe we'll see how you can do. Uh, this year, he was solid. I mean, he had good speed, kind of the opposite of To'o like, when he saw like when he tr- saw something he trusted his eyes and went after it but a lot of times he was kind of in the wash of the defense or the offensive line because he just isn't very strong you know this is a guy that's 6 foot 3 229 and it it looks like db build you know he's still yeah. got he's like a big db he's a thumping safety that's been moved down into linebacker doesn't diagnose quite as well as a, a guy like tooto um, but once again has a, a good physical body he's 6 foot 3 he can probably add another 10 pounds, but you wonder how much speed that's going to sap because he's already running a 4.56. With 10 more pounds, maybe he's running a 4.6 or 4.62 and, you know, doesn't have that rangy nature nature that he has as kind of an undersized linebacker now. Yeah. Um, 
you're talking a guy that's probably then a fourth rounder back up. He's going to have to play special teams. You're going to have a, to build him up from there and uh, like a sub-in guy. But, I mean, you're saying, you, know, you I don't know if you teach the right uh, positional thing, he, 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 he can uh, plug up some gaps. Well, I think he's got an immediate starting opportunity, and I think that's what keeps him probably maybe late third round, early fourth round. And it's the fact that as a converted safety, his pass coverage for a linebacker is really good. Um, so if you're using him as like a nickel linebacker, I think that's his best fit right off the bat is okay. this is a guy that you go, okay, you're going to play special teams. You're going to play nickel linebacker. If we're not really concerned about a run coming at us, we want you to match up with a tight end or a running back because I think that's going to be a natural fit for him. Yeah. And you can get a mixture of, uh, a guy who's played safety before, maybe can use some of that range in that situation. Okay. You're not putting him in goal line situations. Let's just say that. Uh, and you're putting him a little bit over Jack Campbell as well. Just a touch. Even though, yeah. So just kind of like the guys that can jump in there right away over the guys that, that are going to need some build up. I, I don't um, think Campbell can play this year. And that's, okay. that's a weird thing to say is like, I don't think he's ready to play in the NFL. I think it would be detrimental to his development to make him a starting NFL linebacker right now. Overshown, you can immediately start him as a nickel. I think Campbell needs to retool a lot of his instincts, and that's what worries me. Okay, that's where we're at there. This leaves us with one guy, and it's pretty obvious he comes up pretty later in the group. Uh, out of Florida, Ventrell Miller. Ventrell Miller. We actually had him on this list last year. Okay, another guy that we had, were ready to talk about the year prior. And he decided to go back in because he's like, hey, you know what? I, I thought I could have had a, a better a better season. Important. You got no. things he wants to learn? <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'm I'm going to finish my basket weaving major. Uh, <laughs> definitely going to do that. That's the way I'm going to go. Uh, but this, this guy was a senior in 2021 yeah. and basically only played two games. So... As a junior, he's like, hey, I'm an emerging talent. He had seven and a half sacks, uh, played in 11 games, had 86 tackles. That's pretty good, right? Oh, sorry. Um, sorry, three and a half sacks. Three and a half sacks. It wasn't okay. a crazy pass rusher. <laughs> but he was good. He was good behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, this year, he played in 11 games, had 74 tackles, zero sacks. So that injury or that injured senior year really set back his progress as an NFL prospect i actually think he would have done better if he had just come out as a senior and said hey guys i got injured but i'm ready to play in the nfl uh because he looked like a guy with a ton of potential and this year he looked like maybe an also ran that had lost a step shoot yeah yeah and unfortunately that's kind of been the running thing of the guys that you brought back here is i haven't heard anybody that's benefited their draft stock of uh returning for another year there NFL is gets excited for the youth too, and guys that maybe have a little extra year on them that they can mold with them on instead of playing another year in college balls. That's something too. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're looking at a guy like Ventro Miller, and you go, okay, so you're showing me that you've tapped yourself out in terms of development. You've plateaued, mm -hmm. and you're getting drafted as a 24 year old redshirt senior linebacker, SEC linebacker with almost no pass rush ability. You know, so what do I do with you? You're a special teamer. You know, you're an immediate special teamer. He's six foot two thirty two. That's a big short squat linebacker. You yeah. know, so I mean, like I said, when he gets going downhill, he can hit with a pretty good thump. 
Um, so like I said, this is a guy you could put in goal line situations. You can immediately get him as, you know, sort of a, a mid-grade linebacker, but I don't think he's ever going to be anybody's star linebacker. So you take him somewhere in the fifth round. Okay. That's where he's mocking you. Rough fifth round. NFL did uh, do a comparison for him, and that is B.J. Goodson. Yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't even know enough about B.J. Goodson <laughs> to it's say if a, that's equivalent. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're wrapped. That's that's it for the linebacker group, though, that Dan put down here. we got six guys. Um, we do have a guy that's first-round talent, though, according to him, mm-hmm. Andrew Sanders. Trent Simpson even could uh, – you know he's early to late, early to mid. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. second round. So there's the solid guys up front uh, that we're thinking about, and then you, you got some middle round guys: Henry to Oto, to Oto, to Oto, to Oto. I was like, I'm missing some other <laughs> syllable in there. There's an O Demar- in there. Demarvian overshone. A lot of O's. A lot of O's here. These linebackers here in the middle. And then Von Troll Moller. Yeah, Van Von Trommel. Joke Combo. Jack Campbell. <laughs> joke joke uh, Combo. Just the most American name, I think, in this draft is for Jack Campbell. At I mean, you want a linebacker named Jack Campbell. That's what it you want. It just fits, yeah. You're like, did you draft him from the 40s? Um, so those are the six guys that we talked about here. And that's, it's just leading us down into the line here. Um, next week, Dan, what's the position group? You know what? Let's go ahead. Let's go with those edges, man. Okay. Edges over D line. Yeah, we let's save go D line for the end. Because we're talking about you know D line's got a bunch of guys in the middle that might be very interesting prospects. Like okay, you know we're talking about Cansey. We're talking about uh, men that kill their teammates in races. Uh, you know that's a it's a pretty serious one. I got to put some time in the film uh, okay. to decide whether I want to give a guy an elite grade. Uh, who may or may not uh, be involved in some manslaughter charges. You got you to gotta include everything. So we got six names for each of those groups coming up too. So we will go with the edge guys next. That's uh, there's, there's a big name in Alabama. There's a big name mm-hmm. in Texas Tech. We're still in Iowa. We're still in Clemson. So come back next time you get – Excuse me. Come back next time, you guys, so we can talk about uh, the edge rushers. We got started on some guys that can blitz and have some blitz and moves, but you ain't say nothing yet. Um, and if we got time, Dan even put down some kickers and punters' names, and so we're going to get to that group. Uh, yeah, you know yeah. what? We'll talk about them. We'll do it real quick. You know, we'll, we'll talk about stats, talk about what the, you know, what's their makeup, you know? Yeah, just in case you guys are looking for uh, one of those young guys. Uh, but we're going to wrap up the show now with the linebackers. And uh, keep you guys fresh for what's to come before the NFL draft. We got a couple more shows on tap for you. So thank you for joining us for this one, though. Come back soon. Uh, hit the the little uh, bell button or whatever you need to do to let you know that when we come out with another episode, because it's going to come at some point before the draft. Uh, here we go, Dan. I've got some crazy stats. Ooh. Uh, here we go. In the past calendar year the jets are the only team from new york new jersey area that has not made the postseason brutal brutal you goddamn jets yeah yeah unfortunately the jets are the only ones i mean now that we have the nba and nhl playoffs approaching uh from the other uh sports we can say this and um that's okay though because the jets you know 
maybe they turn around this year with that quarterback that they have on <laughs> getting ready for those off season workouts, you know, Tough just division. real team player. Yeah. Well, we'll see how they go. Uh, and then also we've been doing this. It's been a lot of fun colleges with the most draft picks by position. We're going to talk linebackers. This one kind of includes the edges, Dan, because I think okay. that's what the NFL is doing here when they say linebackers outside guys. So, who do you think? What school has the most me, first round? Give me Penn State's linebacker. You. It is Penn State. Yep. Okay. Fifty-eight is the record. Wow. The picture on here is uh, Lavar Arrington. Oh, he was um, so good for a couple years. I remember when he came out. I forget what video game he did not give his rights to, but it was Redskins linebacker for like the first year. <laughs> or it came in late. It was some weird. Um. And then uh, you, want, you want to Paul take Luzny. There you go. Um, you want to take a guess on who is uh, maybe second place <sighs> linebacker? I'm gonna say it's probably Notre Dame. No, Notre Dame is not. Oh, Notre Dame was tied with Nebraska. They had 41 apiece, which ends up a fourth place. Okay. Um, maybe Wisconsin. Nope. Hmm. Um, think. Uh, I'll give you a clue. Third place is, is Big Ten. Second place is West Coast. Uh, USC and Michigan? USC is second place at 55. Third place, Ohio State with well, 50. Ohio State really does put quality defenders out there, man. All right. Well, that's what we got for you guys for this show on uh, our pursuit linebackers and the big money that uh, Jalen Hurts got this week. Dan, parting words of wisdom. Just because your position is being devalued by the progress of the NFL doesn't mean you as a person have been devalued, right? Don't ascribe your own personal value to how people at work feel about you. You know, go be the best pursuit linebacker or, you know, uh, salesman or uh, paralegal you can possibly be. And enjoy your life, you know. Uh, don't, don't worry about comparing yourself to doctors and, uh, you know, YouTube fucking assholes just be the best you you can be and uh you know you're a first rounder at you remember that that's awesome yeah <laughs> no it almost makes up for the fact that i will never see that amount of money that Jim hurts <laughs> is gonna get just by signing his name on that line <laughs> yeah i i actually don't know if i'm legally allowed to read about that much money that's how far <laughs> That's how far away from it I am. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining another episode of Push Off Podcast. I'm Scott. And this is Dan. Come on back, will you? We love doing this. Goodbye. Goodbye.